I've come to talk to you about the Holy Spirit. And I've just determined, man, as long as the devil keeps fighting, that we're going to keep raising up the miracle worker Holy Spirit up above this situation. And we're going to determine that he is our victory to break through this thing. Amen. In John chapter 20, verse 21, it says, Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, even so I send you. Wow, can you imagine such a statement that Jesus would make? He said, just like the Father has sent me, I'm going to send you. Well, how did the Father send Jesus? You have to stop. You have to think about what the Lord's saying. How did the Father send Jesus? He sent Jesus with faith in his heart toward his Father. He sent Jesus to move into the miraculous. He sent Jesus to believe for the supernatural. He sent Jesus to raise the dead and to heal the sick. Now, do you understand what they're saying? The same scriptures that say that we are saved through believing in Jesus say that God has sent us to do the exact thing that Jesus has done. And Jesus, not only did he leave this to words, but for the next three and a half years, he lived it out among us. He showed us how to deal with hard times. He showed us how to deal with last day events. He showed us how to deal when you find sickness. He told us how to deal when you deal with different pandemics. I mean, Jesus, for three and a half years, Jesus walked and lived a supernatural life above every situation that was thrown at him. And now in this word, in the book of John, it says the same way that Jesus was sent, we have been sent. We got news for the devil, don't we? Man, we got news for the devil. And that news is this. You thought you did something when you put Jesus in the grave. But look here, you got thousands and thousands, even millions of Jesuses across this world that refuse to bow for the glory of God. Did you know that there, we're going to talk a little bit about the Holy Spirit, and we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit uh, uh, baptism. We're going to talk about the empowerment of God. But you know that across this world today, there are 640 million believers that believe just like you do about the Holy Spirit. They believe you speak in tongues. They believe you move in power. They believe you can raise the dead. Can you imagine 600? And 40 million. That's by a recent poll that was done by ORU as it surveyed the whole world and come up with 640 million. Somebody say, I'm not alone. <laughs> we're, we're not alone, man. Across this world, there are believers that believe it just like you. And they practice it just like you. Can you imagine 640 million believers praying in tongues? Can you imagine that? Can you imagine the dynamic power of God that, that when we kind of get ourselves up, uh, uh, above the situation and begin to handle it in faith, can you imagine what it's going to do for this world? It's not only going to pray the coronavirus down, but it's going to pray devil down, and it's going to pray sin down, and it's going to break the full hope. So the harder the devil has tried to make it on your life, you've just determined, I'm going to seek God more. I'm going to go to church more. I'm going to praise God more. I'm going to be in the Word of God more. I'm going to pray more. I'm going to do more for the glory of God. 
Now, the Holy Spirit, there are really five major things the Holy Spirit has been sent to our life to do. And the one thing the Holy Spirit has been sent, he's been sent to convict us. Now, I don't know about you, but the Holy Spirit has been convicting me. It seems like he's been working overtime in my life lately. Because anything in my life that is trying to stop the will of God, the Holy Spirit convicts me. Jesus introduced the Holy Spirit as a convictor of sin. So that means that little nudging that's going on in our heart, that's God. And that's God trying to draw me away from the things that would hinder God from being able to bless me and bring me into a thing. Next thing that he is, that he confirms. Man, he confirms. I don't know about you, but the Holy Spirit is at work confirming. Isn't he, Jimmy? The Holy Spirit is working at us, and he is confirming. He's confirming our faith. He's confirming what we believe. He's confirming our stand. He's confirming our trust in the Lord. He's confirming that we're saved. And let me tell you this morning, you may have fallen, but the Bible says a righteous man falls seven times and he just jumps back up for the glory of God. You may have fallen some lately, but I'm going to tell you what, you've got one that's working in your life that's one to raise you up. So next thing he confirms, next thing he conforms. Man, he conforms. He conforms us into the very image of Jesus. Man, I tell you what, I may not look much like Jesus today, but you just give me a few days <laughs> because God is working in our life, man. God is conforming us. He's conforming us into the image of God. The powerful Holy Spirit is. But not only is He conforming, He's commissioning us. He's putting callings on our life. And you know, some of you may have almost given up on the calling that God put in your life. But I'm going to tell you what, once you get up this morning, give the devil that in the faith. Because I tell you, God has commissioned you. If you're a child of God, which you are, which that Holy Spirit confirms, but God has called you. There are specific things and purposes that God's called you to. Now, the devil has tried to elevate situations in your life to stop it, what God's called you to. But you're going to rise up anyway in the name of Jesus. This thing is not going to keep you down. You're going to fulfill the calling that God put on your life. So the next thing, the Holy Spirit, he's commissioning us. And then the last thing that I'm going to mention that the Holy Spirit does before I talk about another area is that the Holy Spirit, he empowers us. He empowers, he empowers us to do what God commissions us to do. So whatever it is that God's calling you to do, maybe God's called you to have a happy family right in the midst of troubled relationships, right in the midst of probably being divorced, even spoken between you and the mate. But I'll tell you what, that's not unlike God because God believes in miracles. Remember, he's the supernatural. and He's called us to do the same thing that he's done. Whatever it is that you're facing, you've got to know God's given me the power to handle that. God's given me the power to come through this thing, and God's given me the power to overcome it. Now, in John chapter 16, it says that when the Spirit comes, He will not speak of Himself. If you're going to understand the Holy Spirit, you're going to have to, we're going to have to, un, we're going to have to understand something. And that is this. The Holy Spirit does not have a bodily form. Now, when you picture the Holy Father, because the Holy Father has a bodily form, we can almost see it in our mind's eye. We can see the Heavenly Father sitting on the throne. And because Jesus has a bodily form, because the, God, the Bible says that God has hands, He has arms, but Jesus has a bodily form, then we can literally this morning, we can see Jesus, can't you, sitting on the right hand of the Father, on the throne of power. But these are because we can apply pictures or we can apply bodily forms to these. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, you can't do that. Because the Holy Spirit is, doesn't have a bodily form. He just has 
powerful actions and powerful character. And one of the things about the Holy Spirit, you can't see Him. So that's why the Bible introduces the Holy Spirit when it talks about, it uses symbols. It uses things that we can understand or we can see to describe things that we can't see. So when it comes to describing Jesus, what it does, it describes Him through symbols, through things. He is not those. I'm here to tell you, the Holy Spirit's not a dove, but He comes as a dove. You hear what I'm telling you? The Bible said He comes as a dove. A lot of people don't understand that. You try to apply the Holy Spirit to a form, to a shape, like a dove or like a fire. But He is as a fire, but He is as a dove. We're going to quickly, quickly, I'm going to discuss just a few of these symbols. There's about 20 of them in the Scripture. But to just give us a, a more of an idea, first I want to talk about is the most common, that's one I've already mentioned, that the Bible says that he, he comes as a dove. In Mark chapter 1, verse 9 says, At that time Jesus came from Nazareth to Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. As Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. So what God did, God is using a symbol now to help us understand some things about the Holy Spirit. Because remember, I can't see the Holy Spirit, but I can, I can feel its work. I can't see the Holy Spirit, but I can see His actions. I can see what He does. Because the Holy Spirit is not held into a physical body or a physical form. But He's without form, but He's not without power. And God can move powerfully in Jesus' name. All right, now, now it, it speaks of when he's talking about he come as a, as a dove. I want you just think about it very quickly. What, what's it talking about? It wants you to know the Holy Spirit as a, as a, as a vessel, as God of peace. wants you to know that he is peaceful. That's why it's given forth as a dove. Because the, the characteristic that's most evident about a dove is the characteristic of peace. Well, I want you to know whatever you're going through and whatever upheaval is trying to take place in your life, there is the Holy Spirit. Now, God the Father is sitting on the throne. God, Jesus, the Son, is sitting on the right hand of the, of the throne. But the Holy Spirit is here. And the Holy Spirit is not talking about Himself. But the Holy Spirit is talking to us about the victory of Jesus and what the power of Jesus can do in your life to change the situation. God is a God of peace. One of the greatest ways to detect God in your life is to detect the peace. You can't detect it by the storm, but you can detect it by the peace that's in the storm. So whatever you're doing this morning, you can't detect God by the storm that you're facing, but you can detect God, know God, by the peace that God's given to you in the midst of that storm. Another one is the gentleness that, that he's given forth as a form of a dove because a dove is gentle. We got to know we're dealing with a gentle spirit. Now, if you're rambunctious, if you're a raving maniac, you're going to have a hard time having a relationship with the Holy Spirit. You got to first calm that line inside you if you're going to finally meet the line of the tribe of Judah. Because he's a gentle spirit. And you've got to allow the Holy Spirit to work in you a gentleness. Where when people ask you a question, that you're not answering in some mean, gruff way. That you allow the Holy Spirit. You want to be like God because, remember, the Holy Spirit is conforming us into the image of God. 
And so you want to learn how to answer people in a gentle fashion. I remember when God began to deal with me over this. I was raised in a family that we were, uh, it was the opposite of that. A lot of anger, a lot of things was, was evident in that. But I remember when I got saved, man, God dealt with me. I had to learn. I had to bring the way I talk. I had to literally change the way I talk. The Holy Spirit helped me, remember? It's the Holy Spirit that's empowering you to do it. So you've got to become a gentle person to be like the Holy Spirit. The other one is faithfulness. Man, do you know a, a dove is faithful? You know, it, it makes for life because of His faithfulness. And what God is speaking to you out of that, as the Holy Spirit coming on your life as a dove, is the, God wants you to know that I'll be faithful to you. When other people are letting you down, I talked to somebody here on this parking lot last Wednesday night. And they was all upset. They felt like God had failed them and, and they were done so wrong. And I said, well, what, what happened? And they said, well, we had this friend, and this friend put me out of the house. And I said, you're going to blame God for something somebody else has done in your life? I can't, can't believe that. See, because the Holy Spirit is faithful. The reason He's faithful, because most of the other people in your life won't be faithful. And so you won't put your dependency on people, but you will put your dependency on God. Amen? Because God is faithful. So that's what He wants you to know about the Holy Spirit. Now, the next one I'm going to mention is oil. It's probably the, one, the next most common way that we think about the symbol of the Holy Spirit that I can understand this. In Acts chapter 10, verse 38, notice what it says. It said, God anointed. Everybody say anointed. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. That's what the anointing does or that's what the oil symbolizes. What it says is God can empower you. Now, that word anointing is from the word oil rubbed. It's not oil, oil poured. A lot of times we try to do that. In our church services, we pour oil. But that's not that word there. What it's talking about is the hand of God that comes on your life, that rubs something on your life, that causes you to rise up above your situation and move an anointed fashion. It's God. When, when you're anointed of the Holy Spirit, there is a hand that's on you that's rubbing something in you. God's placing you. I mean, years ago, I was in a prayer, I was in an altar service. I wasn't preaching there, but I was in an altar service out there praying. All of a sudden, I felt, I felt this huge hand laid on my back. And I felt the hand of God as it was on me. And I started preaching very shortly right after that. What God was saying is, I'm anointing you, Jerry. I'm going to anoint you for a task. I'm going to anoint you for a purpose. And God took his hand and placed it on my life for that sense of being able to minister. Now, God has anointings on you. Somebody says, I don't know how to be the husband God called me to be. I don't know how to be the daddy. There is an anointing from God that can come upon our life. That's what the Holy Spirit tells us. There is an anointing of God that can come upon our life that all of a sudden it will begin to move in the areas of our weakness and cause our weaknesses to become strong. So there is an anointing that's also the all of gladness, man. There's the all of joy. That's what the Lord wants us to know. There is an anointing of the Holy Spirit 
that can come upon our life that can anoint us with the anointing of joy when the devil's trying to place grief and sadness upon us when the devil tells us that you're shut into your house that I'm not letting you out of this house COVID-19 you better stay I mean there is an all of joy we can find ourselves dancing through that house with the all of joy over that situation there's an oil of gladness and, and there's also oil that brings healing into our life. In fact, the Bible talked about in the Old Testament, we talked about that oil. The, remember, it's a symbol of the Holy Spirit. It's what the Holy Spirit can do in our life. That God can anoint us. And, and it gave that the priests and kings were, be, were to be anointed in three ways. One way, they were had to have anointed ears. They would literally take oil and place it up on their ear. I want you to know you are anointed to hear God. You are anointed to hear in the Spirit. You are anointed. You hear what I'm telling you? I am prophesying that into your life that God can bring it up in your life. You are anointed of the Holy Spirit to hear God. And you are anointed of the Holy Spirit to understand the situation far more than any natural means can offer you. You are anointed of God. But not only was it anointing of the ear, but it was the right hand that was anointed. Meaning this, the Holy Spirit can help me do it right. You know, I may not can do it right. I may not can win this thing. I may, but God can. And God's anointing comes and they would take oil and they would anoint that hand speaking that the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the empowerment of God can come up on you to cause you to do it right. Then it was the anointing of the right toe. What that sense is, God can anoint your path. Somebody said, Jerry, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do about my job. I don't know what to do about my money. I don't know what to do. I want you to know God can anoint your path. God can put an anointing in your life that you, the Bible says you will hear a word behind you that will say, this is the way, walk ye in it. And I tell you, instead of you trying to be like a, a pin, pinball machine bumping against all the bumpers of life, the Holy Spirit can give you a direction. And so what the Holy, the reason God gives us these symbols, symbols is so that we can take these symbols and we can recognize how the Holy Spirit works in our life. The last verse I want to give you this morning, it says in the book of Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, after the Holy Spirit is come upon your life, you shall receive power. God spoke to my heart, I believe it's my, y'all go ahead and start music, just start a little bit quieter up here for me, Billy. The Holy Spirit <clears throat> spoke to me Monday and he said, Jerry, I want you to quote that verse. So I did. He said, after the Holy Ghost. He said, now I want you to mark that word after. He said, Jerry, for me to have put that word after, you've got to know there was a before. There was a time where you didn't have power. There's a time where you don't have strength. There is a time where you don't hear God. But after the Holy Spirit comes up on you, you will, Jerry. You will. And I believe the Holy Spirit sent me that, sent me here this morning to tell you that. Many of you are in that after. You're in the before the after, really. You circle that word after in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You circle it because you say, Jerry, I don't have God's direction going on in my life that I know of. I don't have the strength. I, 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 Jerry, I'm facing some things I don't know what to do about that's why the Lord sent me here today, today. That if you will invite the Holy Spirit. Remember what I said? The Holy Spirit is gentle. You've got to allow 
yourself to have a gentle relationship with God. But if you will, you will become an after. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Now the odd thing about it is this. In Mark chapter 16, God told the disciples to go and do some things that was totally impossible for them to do. Heal the sick, raise the dead. They had no power to do that. And now God's telling them the way that you get the power. The way that your life can move into that supernatural realm is by allowing the Holy Spirit to come upon you. Now, many of you have been filled with the Holy Spirit in the past. I'm here to tell you, God sent me here today to say we need to be refilled with the Holy Spirit. We need a refilling of the Spirit of God. We need a re-going after of the Holy Spirit. A lot of us went after the Holy Spirit 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, me, myself, 40 years ago. But God is saying to us, we need to put that the goal of our life now. And that is to go after the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the one that's been sent here to help us deal with this season of life. To help us to overcome and come out. And if we're going to come out, we're going to have to have the power of the Holy Spirit. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Then you shall receive power. The Lord said, now mark the word then, because there's a then for every person's life. There's an after and there's a then. There's a then that God wants you to be able to look at and say, you know, there was a time I didn't have, but now I have. There was a time I couldn't do, but now I can. There was a time I couldn't make it, but I can. There was a time I couldn't pray, but I can. There was a time I could, but now I can. So the Lord wants you to know there's a then. Let's close with prayer, could we? Lord, we can't do this on our own. We don't have the power. But that's why you sent us to talk about the Holy Ghost power today. Because, Lord, there is a power of the Holy Spirit that can come up on us in our situation, in our destitute place, in our place of walking, in our place of not knowing what to do, in our place of not knowing how to handle this, Lord. Lord, there is a power that can come upon my life. So, Lord, I seek the Holy Spirit. I desire the Holy Spirit. And, Lord, I ask you all this week, when I get up in the morning and I'm praying, or when I'm getting up in the morning, I'm riding, I'm thinking about you, Lord, help me to seek the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is not speaking of himself, Jesus said, but he's speaking the things of God. So, Lord, help me now. Help me to seek the Holy Spirit and not stop until I'm filled and refilled. In Jesus' name, amen. Now give the Lord a loud, hard voice. Praise God. Oh, I love you. I love you so much. Praise God.